Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues handed the Philadelphia Flyers their first road win in the year of our Lord 2022. They had previously lost 13 straight games on the road. They had only won 22 games on the season. And they embarrassed the St. Louis Blues. Jordan Cairo got no ice time. Ivan Barbashev got no ice time. Jordan Binnington looked like he didn't know where the crease was. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. Oh, and guess what? We play the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow. Good stuff. It'll be fun. Stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, and I am joined by my calm, cool, and collected co-host, Thomas Welch, and we've got a nice... That's generous, for sure. I feel like we should have been playing, like, the Titanic theme while you were doing that intro. Because I feel like this season's just going downhill, submarine style. We've got a nice, relaxing episode for you guys. We could do, like, ASMR. Welcome to our journey as we dismantle the St. Louis Blues through vocabulary and choice words. Mm, Pour yourself a nice cup of tea. Get, get, have some, have some, maybe some nice ambient jazz music in the background, because we are going to be taking the St. Louis Blues to the woodshed in today's game. You got one? Light it up. Yeah. A candle, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Rose petals, soothing. Just, just really set the mood. You know, other natural things that might be laying around. Because your house. today's episode, oh, that's all I gotta say before we get into the the festivities. Wanted to give a shout out to anyone and everyone who is making Lockdown Blues your first listen. It's making us part of your daily routine because we're free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, without further ado, I'm a little lightheaded from that intro. I'm a little lightheaded from lighting up that candle. <laughs> Seems like every member of the St. Louis Blues was a little bit lightheaded for the entirety of the 60 minutes they played against the Philadelphia Flyers because between taking 11 minutes to get a shot on goal, almost being out the Philadelphia Flyers almost had more shots that went into the net than the Blues had that went onto the net in the first period. I believe the Blues had three shots on goal in the first period. Flyers had two goals. Jordan Cairo played, what, eight minutes? Bench I think he played the whole 12. Third period. Barbashev played like eight. Twelve minutes. Ivan Barbashev played seven and a half minutes. Two of our most exciting young forwards. Nowhere to be seen in the third period, and rightfully so. Jordan Bennington has continued to unfortunately look like a shell of his former self. Now, this is not going to be the Jordan Bennington bashing episode. We probably won't even mention him much at all because he was had no help. No help. I don't care. You you put prime Dominic Hasek in between the pipes for the St. Louis Blues. They, they still lose that game. Where do we start, Tommy? I'll turn it to you. Where do I, we I'd start? Like to, I'd like to... Let's start our journey on a... Uh... 
on this on this roller coaster of an episode. This is like one of those one of those yeah, sleep exactly. meditation apps. You, you guys seen the app Calm? We're not even we're not even profiting. It's not even an app. I'm Matthew yeah. McConaughey, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be taking you guys on a journey through it. They got the Harry Styles like all right, all right. the voiceover like. You guys heard of watermelon sugar? Well, it's not going to be a whole lot of sugar on this episode because. So I want to start this episode off with a tweet, a tweet from Jim Thomas, and he says, "Strange but true, Blues have a better record against teams currently in the playoffs, seventeen nine and four, than against non-playoff teams, eighteen ten and five, and that is for a six twenty-one points percentage." So Josh, if if you could just Close your eyes for me real fast and imagine you're you're on the ice against the Philadelphia Flyers and you're in you're in pregame warmups and you're looking at you're Skating. looking at the record and Skating. you're looking at 13 games consecutively mm-hmm. losing on the road. You're looking at the way that this Flyers team is structured, you're looking at the way that they've been playing all season. What do you what are, you, what are you thinking to yourself right now? Well, I'll tell you what. We 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 are real good at scoring goal. I don't know why I'm a southern man. <laughs> that's about that's the boot heel of Missouri right there. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about I'll tell you what. Life. We're talking about people getting mad about daylight savings going away. <laughs> that's how far south you just I went. mean <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I'm the St. if I'm trying to imagine what the St. Louis Blues are thinking, um can use that game. It's we score goals. Who needs to do anything else? And they, they, they scored some goals. For sure. They did that. It's about all they did. Um, I mean, the comments were made after the game. Arrogance. And I think I haven't seen a more arrogant performance maybe this whole season than we saw against the Philadelphia Flyers. There was zero effort. You'd think after a first period where you almost get, you know, outscored uh you almost give up more goals than you get shots you think you come out with a fire under you you know supposed best offense in the nhl deepest team in the nhl also might i add biggest team in the nhl statistically pound for pound biggest team in the nhl plays like absolute wet tissue paper out there just letting letting getting bullied by everybody up and down the lineup no physicality no effort but but sure you know odd man rush then they're skating hard. Getting back on defense? Nah, we'll coast. It's 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 the fundamentals. They just weren't there. It's not even like it's not even like they got outplayed. It's just you could look anywhere on the ice, forwards, defensemen. Fundament they weren't playing fundamental hockey. They were playing like they could just win in a shootout. They're playing like it was the all-star game, that they could just win seven to six and, and be happy with that. And we talk about, oh, you gotta push for the playoffs, you gotta you got to fix your game for the playoffs. If the Blues keep this up, they might not even be in the playoffs. We might not have a playoff series to look forward to, to 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 try to change the game plan for. Yeah, the Blues play up to their competition when they play good teams. Good teams are starting to play like they're in playoff form. Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night, you bring, you bring, you know, half is better of an— you play half better than you played against the Flyers. You play a little bit better. You're still getting smoked. You, you, the, for the Blues to win tomorrow night against the Cal, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, we need to see an effort that is 500 times better than what we saw in Philadelphia. And the funny thing is, they'll probably do it. They'll probably go out there and they'll probably win 5-3 tomorrow, 5-2, and we will be sitting here on Monday being like, it's the consistency. That's the, that's the most frustrating thing. You know, it's not like we're, we're you know, 
putting on a Coyotes podcast. Sorry to send some straight to Coyotes, but it's not like we're we're it's not like we're covering Shots a twenty fired. win. <laughs> it's not like we're covering a twenty win team right now. We're like, eh, they they tried their best. No, this is a team that has shown that they can win hockey games. So here at the end of March, playoffs right around the corner, still putting up efforts like this. It's it's frustrating because we know they're capable of better. It's not like ah, you know, this is the team we got. They kind of stink. They don't stink. They're a good hockey team. They just don't play like it nearly as much as they should. Oh, man, ah, lightheaded again. I'm gonna have to take this beanie off because I'm gonna I'm gonna start sweating. It's just squeezing your skull too hard. I know, I know. But uh, that being said, that is the end of the first segment. I don't think we're anywhere near done dissecting what went wrong uh, last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. So make sure you stay tuned for that second segment. But if you're if you're getting as heated and as worked up as I am, I know I'm working up an appetite. Could use something quick, you know, to eat during the ad break, and you need a quick bite that'll that'll fill you up and be tasty and good for you. You gotta check out Built Bar. Now, have you ever tried to build puff, Tommy? Have you heard about puffs? You y'all rocking with Built Puffs? I'm rocking with Built Puffs, baby. <laughs> if you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bars in their rotation. Well, actually, I guess it's a Built Puff. Now, I got so I got I got I got something for you. It's a protein infused. Ready for this? Marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so delicious, they're gonna be your new favorite. And all Built Bars, including the Puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bar with these, they're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is about double the calories, five times the amount of sugar, dozens of net carbs, and barely any protein. So, you know, it's it's a no-brainer. Plus the delicious flavors, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor is going to be good, they're just going to make it. And the best part is, first priority at Built Bar is always making it delicious. All that healthy stuff that they somehow managed to pull off, that's second priority. But yet, they pull it off every single time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And we'll be right back with this totally cool, calm, relaxed episode. All right, Tommy. So... We talked about the game as a whole. Um, I think it's important now to talk about two of the big standout uh, players in terms of lack of ice time. Two guys got benched pretty much the entirety of the third period. And those are Jordan Cairo and Ivan Barbashev. I think we should start first with Barbashev, just because I think Cairo is going to be a little bit of a more more meaty conversation. But Ivan Barbashev is a guy that's been, you know, pretty consistent this season. Uh, falling off a little bit as of late. I didn't notice him playing poorly as much as I noticed Kairou playing poorly in that game. But as a center uh, who previously prided himself in his defense, it seems like his his two-way center capabilities have really fallen off the map a little bit as of late. Um, and, you know, that was normally excused by his offense because he's been having a breakout offensive year. But that really hasn't been happening too much as well. So what did you see out of Ivan Barbashev tomorrow night, or, or last night, I should say, and what do you expect to see out of Ivan Barbashev tomorrow night if he hopefully, you know, takes the messages of Craig Ruby to heart and returns to form? 
for starters, I just want to go backtrack a little bit. And I feel like we're still talking about arrogance to some degree, right? And like Justin Falk came out with comments. I'm sure we can pull those up and uh, read word for word what he said in the presser uh, later on in the show or later on in the segment. But I think it's prevalent to the players, right? And like you bring up the record among bottom 10 teams in the league, which the Blues are a combined 11, 6, and 3 on the season against. They've secured 25 out of a possible 40 points. That is out of a possible 40 points against bottom dweller teams. They've lost. They lost two games against New Jersey. They lost against Ottawa. They lost against Arizona. They lost against Montreal. So when we talk about arrogance, it's usually like like the Blues are obviously in a playoff position and the the Flyers are not. And they're two sides of the coin in terms of where they're at this season. One team was looking to buy and make a push for the playoffs. The other team was looking to sell. But when you've consistently got the resume against bottom feeder teams that the Blues have this season, and I'm glad someone brought it up to Justin Falk because it sounded like he just had no idea. Like they were just oblivious to the fact that they consistently lose against these dog water teams. And it's just, where does the arrogance come from to go into these games thinking it's an easy win, consistently getting beat down and humbled, and then going out and doing the same thing again? It just blows my mind. And like you said, you've got a game up coming up against the Hurricanes, who if you play your best possible game against, you still might lose in overtime. Like the Hurricanes are in regulation wagon this season or in regulation. Exactly. So I think you phrased it best is like the inconsistency and like the dichotomy of this team to like just come out and look like world beaters and rely so heavily on their offense and all those things, but then completely forget how to even spell the word defense just absolutely blows my mind. And I don't, I, I don't know what you can attribute it to. Maybe it's the fact that this team did get younger over the off season. And maybe it's just like, the immature way of thinking like, oh, high-powered offense, like everyone wants goals, everyone wants assists, everybody wants points, but so we're looking more for that and a game towards that instead of like doing all the little things to get there, like, I don't know, defending the puck and making sure we don't go down two goals to nothing against a team that has no business being in the same game as us. So I don't know if Barbashev and Kairu's lack of ice time and their lack of engagement is an extension of that, or if that kind of youthful idea of offense powered team doesn't have to play defense uh, is contagious among the entire team and maybe even the veterans I don't know but they need to figure it out and figure it out fast because the Blues I think are currently two wins uh, solidified in a playoff spot so it is a very close race in the central and Dallas is climbing up fast and I know that their fans are watching every single game that could potentially possibly have playoff implications and they want to rise up as fast as possible so they look hungry, and the Blues absolutely do not. And there is a very possible world where the Blues could still not make the playoffs this season, and they need to act like it because the time's running out. Not playing up to their potential, up and down the lineup. Um, I think that's what we saw you know, out of Jordan Cairo, why he got benched um, for most of that third period, is, is you watch him, and he's, and he's making drop passes to guys that aren't there. He's trying to dang the dang defenders. He's trying to do things that he doesn't have to do you know he's he's craig ruby talked about it a lot he's one of the fastest guys in the nhl he won the fastest skater competition he 
didn't use his speed to his advantage once in that Philadelphia game. He's, you know, looking down at his, looking down at the puck, trying to dangle in and out of guys. And this isn't to rip on Jordan Cairo. This is to this is to say, I think we all know he's so much better than the way he played last night. And that's why I still have a little bit of optimism. It's because, like I said, it's not like we're we're talking about a twenty win team right now that is just, you know, this is their potential. We know how much better they can be. And that's why this is so frustrating to be having these conversations on this podcast. I feel like this is like the the 10th time this year we've had to sit down and have an episode like this where we're like, what the heck guys, you know, you didn't, you didn't get outplayed. You you didn't, you didn't, you know, lose to a hot goal. You didn't lose a better team. You just dropped the ball. You straight up lost a game. You could have won. And it feels like every time, you know, they'll come out and they'll, they'll win a couple games. They'll look like those bad habits will gone, have gone away. And then they'll take you know, whatever, one step forward and then two massive steps back. And it's like, that's great. It's a learning process, you know, new style, handing the reins over to the younger players a little bit. That's fine. You know, it's going to come with bumps in the road, but this late in the season, seeing, you know, habits that were present at the beginning of the year, you know, rearing their ugly heads, feeling like there's no lessons learned. It's, it's frustrating because like I said, we know how good this team can be. We know their limits. We know that, you know, they're not they're not the Tampa Bay Lightning, not the Colorado Avalanche, but they're a playoff team. Absolutely. And heck, they get hot, they're a contender. They have the offense to beat anyone in the NHL if they're hot. And we've seen them get hot. We've seen how good they can be. And getting hot's more than just, you know, good good bounces or anything like that. It's playing the right way. And Blues didn't play the right way last night. And frankly, they haven't played the right way consistently since the All-Star break. We haven't seen When's the last win streak we've seen? Like of any of any merit. Much less like two games in a row. When's the last time they won like four, five? I couldn't couldn't tell you. So look, here's the thing too with this team is like we're talking about just effort when it comes down to it. It's like the arrogance means there's a lack of effort because they don't respect the opponent that they're going up against. So I got the Falk comments pulled up via Luke Korak's Twitter. Uh, and so they asked Justin Falk about their level of play against bottom dweller teams this season. He said, it's been a little bit of a theme starting slow and thinking we can score our way through in the seconds and thirds and finding ourselves back in games and then win. Sure, certainly at times that's going to happen. To think that's going to continually happen and think you're going to be at the right side of things more times than not, it's just not true. Every team in this league, whether it's Flyers or who are out of the playoffs or Colorado, guys are going to play hard and make it tough on you. At the end of the day, this team is skilled enough on offense that if they are going to come out arrogant and they are going to come out with not 100% effort on the offensive, on the offensive side of the puck, they can kind of get away with, like, they have four lines that roll deep and a bunch of guys that can score. Like, there's going to be nights where, like, they don't look the best offensively and they're still going to score on guys and, you know, come out ahead. That being said, this team is nowhere near good enough defensively to come out and not give anything less than 100% and expect to win a game. It's just, like, we've been talking about it all season long, how, and even with Nick Letty, like, love the acquisition of Nick Letty and, like, the small sample size that we've seen him with the Blues so far. He's he's looked great and like getting the puck out of the zone, fantastic, absolutely as advertised. But it's still not like the strong suit of this team by any stretch, and it's still not. I I would argue it's still not playoff caliber defense, even just based on the personnel. So that means you have to go out and give like 125 percent effort on defense to make up for the fact that 
you, you can't really compete on that side of the puck with the big dogs, right? If the Blues are going out there giving it 50%, which it looked like last game, or 75% or anything around there, they're going to get out in four. Against the first team that they play, I don't care if it's Colorado or whoever, Minnesota, would slaughter us. Yeah, that being said, we're probably going to get a taste of uh, some, some playoff-esque hockey uh, tomorrow night because we're going to be playing. I hope so. The St. Louis Blues are going to be matching up against a team that has been playing playoff caliber hockey for months now in the Carolina Hurricanes. They are of one of the best records in the NHL. They have one of the deepest rosters in the NHL at every position, forward, goaltending, defense. It is going to be a battle, and the good thing is the Blues tend to play up to good teams. So hopefully, you know, if there's anything that could bring the best out of a Blues team that is really in need of a jumpstart right now, it's a game against some top three uh, NHL competition. Uh, so that being said, in this third and final segment, we're going to be getting into that matchup, talking about our expectations, giving our picks for locked on player of the game, and more. But if you guys have a hot take, if like you think maybe we mentioned earlier that you think the Blues might actually, you know, come out and win tomorrow against the Carolina Hurricanes, because that's kind of just what they do, put your money where your mouth is. I guarantee over if anything. I guarantee you, the Blues do not have good odds tomorrow if you're checking out Bet Online, but. Maybe that's even more reason to to go ahead and place a bet on them, because at Bet Online, they've got everything you could ask for. Because after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four, and will determine this year's national championship in this coming week. It is wrapping up. It is the best time of year to be a basketball fan or a sports fan in general. There's so much going on. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. BetOnline remains the best spot. For all your sports developments, including podcasts and reviews in, in all the leagues this season, it's not just basketball, of course. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we'll be right back to try to wrap this one up. Give it our best shot. Josh, who'd you pick as your... As your uh, national champion for the March for March Madness, was it Gonzaga? I don't remember. When I made my bracket without paying attention, it was Gonzaga. But watching I Wisconsin, watching, so I, yeah, I also had Wisconsin. But I made far. my bracket, and my bracket on the show, I said Wisconsin. On my bracket, I actually picked Houston, so I'm kind of still in it. Okay. After the first round, I, I mean, I was, I was big on Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech looked good. My hot take, though. I'm saying this right now. I think Duke wins it all. I no, nah, I think I think oh, I, no, I think I, like the story. I think Coach K is gonna do everything in his power to n- not have his final game of his career be a loss. I think he. I mean, obviously, he wants to win his final game, and yeah. he's maybe one of the greatest coaches in all of athletics history. Any sport, any league, any level. Coach K is a household name. So. I, I think you're close enough to that, like, emotions and stuff and, like, higher powers and shit got to start, like, coming into play, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 as much as, you know, it pains me to say it, you know, because who likes Duke? I mean, I like, I, I like Duke a little bit because Jason Tatum, but. I was thinking today if I got a dog, that Duke name would be a Duke? cool name for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of sick. You, you, you'd yell his name at the dog park and 50 dogs would run up to you. <laughs> That's probably true. All right. I got a question for you, Tommy. So. Okay. In a perfect world, from the moment the puck drops, the Blues are fired out of a cannon tomorrow. What are you looking for in that first 45 seconds, that first shift? Not even the whole game, 
if if you if you're gonna you know we're gonna be sitting like up like looking like this at the TV. What's it gonna take for you to to lean back and go? Okay, we might be all right today. What what, what will it take in that first shift, first few shifts, even if let's say the Carolina Hurricanes get possession? What do you need to see to feel comfortable that not only might the Blues have success in this game, but they're not all hope is not lost. I think intensity is the word that we're looking for here, like the the key word, right? It's like going in the forecheck, the defense, the effort everywhere. Every area of the ice, it has to be filled with intensity if you're going to come out and win against a Canes, a Canes team that's been as dominant as they have all season. But I'll tell you this, Josh. If we see in like the first minute, in the first two, three minutes, any kind of scrum around the net or any kind of fight off like a face-off, like Braden Shen dropping the gloves, Mikola drop, like anything like that, Blues are solid. And I don't mean solid as in like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna beat the Canes six to one because Braden Shen fought at the beginning of the game. I just mean solid as in like I, I would suspect that out of all three periods, like setting the tone in that way, the way that the Blues love to set it with the physicality and enforcing their will on opponents, I think that they'll be able to come out each period with a presentable performance. Now like I said, it's still the Canes, and you could still end up losing, but I don't think we'll be sitting here on Monday if that fight or scrum happens at the beginning of the game being like, well, we did it again. Worst team in the NA, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's what I'm going to be looking for is intensity, emotion, stuff like that. A little bit of fire. When you're playing a team like the Canes, you don't have to win. You know, as much as it sucks, the Blues can come out and have the best game they've had in the month of March tomorrow night and lose in regulation. That's what happens when you play. Yeah, that's what happens when you play good hockey teams. So I'm not saying the bottom line is they need to come out with a W or else all hope is lost. But if they knew, if they lose, it needs to be an honorable fashion. They, they need to, they need to go down swinging, you know, they, they need to, they need to keep it close. They need to, you know, not let the Canes relax. If the Canes are going to win, I want them to be holding their breath until the final buzzer. I want I want Canes fans to be biting their nails till the final buzzer. And I, you know, obviously, I would love a win. Oh my god, I would I would love a win. It would be here's so what nice. you want Canes fans to say at the end of the game. God, I do not want to play the Blues in the playoffs. Bingo. If if, if Bingo. they say that and they still win, that's all. That's that's a dub in your book. Bingo. If the Canes, you know how I always say like, oh, the good thing is. You know, a good team wins games they should have lost. Make the Carolina hurt. If they're going to win, make them win a game they should have lost. That's it. Or do the same thing if you're the St. Louis Blues. Because frankly, they probably should lose tomorrow. Just based on what we've... Especially coming off that performance. Based on what we've seen lately, the odds are stacked against them right now, 24 hours before the puck drops. So, And you've got one of your top D-men on the year out on injured reserve yep, right and now, Tyler so. Bozak on injured reserve as well which who knows what that means for him but yeah it, it the odds are stacked against them regardless of that fill oh my my, uh, my headphone quarter that's the fire we're looking for mm. folks right there make make the Carolina Hurricanes nervous make them sweat a little bit and you know what you do that you just might win that's they have the they have the personnel they have the potential they have the capability of beating a team like carolina you're not going to do it every night but that's that's what the playoffs are for you can play your best for an entire seven game playoff series and win in six or win in seven that's 
that's the beauty of hockey is you never know. You could have a 20-win team against a 60-win team, and it's still like a 50-50 shot. Who's going to win? Because hockey is so competitive and there's so much parity. So I'm not I'm not saying they need to win. I, but yeah, it would be nice. They just need to put, put up a respectable performance because we haven't been seeing respectable performances consistently for a while. They've had them here and there. Absolutely. But it's a huge test. Huge test. One of the best teams in the league. One of the hottest goalies in the league. One of the best offenses in the league. Also one of the best defenses in the league. It it is literally poetry. This is if this if this season were a movie, this is the game that you come out and and you band together and you come away with a victory. It's perfect. The situation is perfect. It is literally the situation is perfect for 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 us to be as frustrated as we are with the Blues right now. What better way to prove me wrong to have Tommy and I show up on Monday and go like, "Well, Friday's episode, we, we we apologize. We were too harsh. I would love to sit down on Monday and, and be able to laugh at myself. Blues, make it happen. I know you guys are all listening to this episode in the in the locker room right before you take the ice against the Carolina Hurricanes. Take these words. Please give me something to be proud of. You need to use the Flyers game as a turning point for the season. Yep. And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. So, Josh, we're talking about fire and emotion. If you've got one player on your mind that's going to lead the charge for the St. Louis Blues against the Carolina Hurricanes and go full frontal with fire, emotion, intensity, and effort, who is your pick for the locked-on player of the game? Easy choice. You mentioned him before when you were talking about the fights, talking about the scraps. There is no better player on the St. Louis Blues that plays angry more than Braden Shen. He doesn't play like a physical guy all the time, but every once in a while, he'll throw a hit or he'll have a fight and be like, oh yeah, Braden Shen can hit like a truck. And he's been a guy that's been on fire lately. He's been scoring in bunches, putting up points left and right. And, you know, I can imagine a guy like him, a guy that plays with so much passion and emotion, is incredibly frustrated after that Flyers loss. And like you said, if he comes out, drops the gloves in the first period, you know he's fired up for the rest of the game. And he has that capability to impact the game defensively, physically, and offensively. And if those first two things come first, like if, like you said, he plays with that intensity, you know, roughs a guy up in front of the net, whatever, what have you, he doesn't even need to score goals. I'm not even saying he's going to come out here and put up points, but if he can set the tone for the rest of the Blues team that this is how you need to play, this is how... Every single one of you needs to play. I don't know if he's going to be out there for the first shift, but first, second shift, Braden Shen goes out there, throws a couple hits, drops the gloves. It'll set the tone. He'll come back to the bench with a with a bloody lip or a black eye, whatever, and he'll look around and be like, all right, boys, your turn. I think I think Braden Shen can set the tone tomorrow night. Doesn't even have to be with his offensive capability, just with that style of play, with that aggressiveness, with that emotion. He could be the he could be the leader that the Blues need right now. I like that. I'm gonna go a similar route with my guy, uh, but I think my guy is going to be on the score sheet because uh, he just broke his goal streak last game, and that is David Perron. Because I think that David Perron is like almost like a poor man's Brad Marchand, and he's, he doesn't have like he's not gonna get like suspended 24 seven, and like he's not out there licking guys' ears, but he's still like the thorn in your side kind of player that will like laugh in your face and like getting scrums after after he Do you see what Brad Marchand said about his cereal? I just want to take a take a quick pause. He he he, had no, doing, he was doing say? a promo for his cereal and he goes, 
It's face looking good. Can I can I say oh, that? Oh my god, that Man. is pretty good. But yeah, continue. But yeah, I think I think David Perron has that impact, and we saw it in the playoffs of just like getting under guys' skins. Pat Maroon was the same way. It's like you have a guy on your team that can do that and just get the other team so riled up and off their game. You have to take advantage of that, and I feel like David Perron is the perfect guy to do that, as well as Braden Shen. Uh, but David Perron has been in, on an absolute hot streak bender uh, since the All-Star break, just filling the score sheet left and right, point-per-game type of dude. He's got to be up to like 15, 20 goals now just this half of the season. That's not factually correct, but it feels like it. He scores don't look it up. every single just game. Justice. Yeah, don't look it up. Just close your eyes. Don't worry about it. Dude, I got to go David Perron here for the same reasons that you're picking Braden Chen. Get under the skin. Bring the intensity. Bring the fire. You don't have to worry about him being immature because he's one of the older guys on the team. So he's going to come out there and set the tone for sure. I mean, all things considered, definitely a fiery episode, but not a not a episode in despair. You know, we're, we're I'm not throwing in the towel yet. No, we're f- I'm wiping myself off with it and I've got it right here, but it's not, it hasn't left the hand yet. If we go look at the tuck rule with Tom Brady, it's still, we're good. It's round five of the box of the boxing match here. You're, you're tied two rounds to two. You won the first two rounds. You get, you got, you got beaten up the next two rounds. You probably got knocked out in the last round, but you didn't fall down. And the, and the bell rang for the next round. You gotta come out for the next one, holding yourself up on the ropes. Wipe, wipe the sweat <laughs> That's off. That's how it is right now. Wipe the sweat yeah. off. Bandage up that giant bulging bruise on your forehead. Stitch yeah. up the Touch lip. Touch the cauliflower ear just yeah. to make sure it still yeah. works. Yep. Yeah. Get back out there and prove it because I think that's the theme of this episode. We know that they can prove it. It's just a matter of doing so. I think they will. I think they will. I don't even know if they're going to win, they will. but I, my, my, my hope and my, you know, my prediction is that we're going to be sitting down here on Monday going like, all right, it's not, all hope is not lost. Step off the ledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back up. For a I'm, bit. I'm, I'm putting my fist down with the towel. I'm not, I'm not close to throwing it anymore, but it's still in putting my the hand. pitchfork away, putting it, putting yeah, it back exactly. in the, the woodshed. Oh, yeah. Bring it all go. back to the beginning. <laughs> it all comes full circle, like a like a Christopher Nolan movie. I think that's all we got for you guys today. I don't know. You got anything else, Tommy? I'm exasperated. Yeah. Let's go get a dub. Yeah, yeah. Let's go get a dub. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And when you're done listening to this episode, I'm sure fantasy hockey playoffs are right around the corner, so make sure you check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey. They got all the advice you need for tips and tricks, who to put in your lineup, who to bench, all that stuff. They just started. I didn't make them. Unfortunate. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. We've been getting consistent views now, up around 100 per per episode, which is really fun. Really good to see those numbers grow. Um, subscribe to us there. Hit that notification bell. Leave us a comment. Um, try to reply to pretty much every comment we get and we're going to do that up until we ever reach a point where that's not possible i'm going to be sitting down replying to all you guys so make sure you do that interact with our pinned comment we usually ask a nice fun fun little question riddle brain teaser not really riddles or brain teasers but maybe we'll start doing that uh but yeah make sure you check us out there follow us on all of our social medias instagram twitter facebook and tiktok at locked on blues same as our youtube channel locked on blues follow me on twitter at josh Howard nhl follow tommy at t 15 thanks so much for listening and as always Let's go Blues.